Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, chopping the raw white onion of humour, very, very small, into small little dices, chopping a bit of cucumber of conversation, putting it into the white plastic small bag of the internet and throwing it in with a uh, curry. It's one of those bags you get for a takeaway you don't know what it's for. It's one of the raw onion bags in the curry. That's a gamble. My name is James Acaster. We own a dream restaurant and we invite a guest in every single week. We ask them their favourite ever. Start a main course, dessert, side dish and drink. Not in that order. And this week our guest is Tim Tim Minchin. Minchin. Tim Minchin. I mean, how do we even describe Tim Minchin? Well, listen, he's written amazing musicals that have touched the hearts of many. He's an incredible stand-up comedian. Amazing Um, songwriter. Amazing songwriter. Feels like he conquered stand-up comedy very quickly though yes, and then he... just went on to having smash hit musicals instantly you won a whole bunch of awards for being a brilliant stand-up and then went now I'm going to go and uh, do Matilda yeah change the musical landscape yes and then also he's got uh, it was, I was about to say his new musical but because of uh you know, the pandemic and, and, and what has been happening with time this is before this is back in the day he did Groundhog Day as yes. the musical but now it's like finally coming back to the yeah. UK. So it feels new, but yes. it's not new. Yeah. It was on Broadway for ages. Yeah. So, you know, but time now feels weird, which is like quite appropriate. Okay. So I'll do uh, another version. Huh? And then Benito can work out which one to put in. He's no, also, no, no, no. Listen, because also... it's, it's relevant. To the, it's, a, it's a musical about time every day over and over again. That's what the pandemic felt like. But also, like, because of the pandemic, we're now like, oh, this is new. It's not new, really, because it was started before the pandemic and now it paused and now we've got, got it back again. So time feels weird. He's also written the musical Groundhog Day, which is on from now until August at the Old Vic. So you just pick, pick whichever one you want from that, Benito. You pick whatever one you want. <laughs> Tim Mitchell, we'd like him very much. But if he says a secret ingredient, an ingredient which we deem to be unacceptable, we will kick him out at the Dream Restaurant. And this week, the ingredient is... Chocolate cake. Chocolate cake. Now look, specifically, we like it. Yeah, we like chocolate cake. It's the best. 
Obviously we do. But sometimes we pick ingredients that are specific to the guest. Yes. And Tim, of course, wrote Matilda. Yep. And there's a big Bruce old chocolate cake in Matilda. Bruce Bogtrotter's chocolate cake that he eats. I love that guy. That guy's a hero. Love Bogtrotter on this podcast. Yeah. Respect. We're, we're bogheads. We're, bo- we're a couple of bogheads. Yeah, boy. Uh, but if Tim picks chocolate cake, he is out on his ear. Yeah. Or both ears. We'll pick him up by his... Oh, yeah. Here we go. Pigtails. Pigtails. Swing him round and round. Swing him round and we'll throw him out. This is the off-menu menu of Tim, Tim Minchin. Welcome, Tim, to the Dream Restaurant. Oh, yeah. It's nice. <laughs> Welcome, Tim Minchin, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. Was I on time? I was early. I was early for my booking. Yeah, um, we've been expecting you for some time is a genie catchphrase, uh, which relates more to the restaurant's booking system, which is uh, sort of infinite. All right. And not, it doesn't fit within linear time. All right. It's like it was fate. We always knew you would be. Yeah, yeah. I was always going to come and not come at all different times and not times. Exactly, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you're here and not here. Yes, totally, which is a state in which I'm very comfortable. (laughs) Sort of, yeah, super position, sort of, you know, spin up, spin down, existing and not existing, like a cat in a box. I (laughs) I fucking love it. I'm really happy. I'm only here if I'm observed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great. This is as philosophical as it gets. (laughs) Can we please start? Let's start again. (laughs) Someone told me this week, someone told me that the Schrodinger's cat thing Mm. was like, that was actually the Schrodinger, like, People were going on about these theories mm. of like, if you can't see something, you know, do you know it exists and all this? And he said, it's stupid. It's like if someone said, if you put a cat in a box, you don't know if the cat's alive. And everyone went, exactly. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't like any of that. Yeah. He, he, was, he wasn't, he wasn't, he was saying it to take the piss. Yeah. And now we've all run with it and go, yeah, Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, he, like, really, no. he really believed in the dead and alive cat. <laughs> yeah. He was like, no, you know it's alive because no, you put it in the box. Taking my cat to the vets when you're calling me about this philosophical principle. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> People got confused. I just had a cat who seemed unconscious. Um, <laughs> there was a really good bit in, in McEwan's latest novel about using that cat thing as that, basically as a state of, of not knowing, of not knowing, uh, of insecurity. He talks about a phone call from the police where the police are ringing up to talk about his son and he expands this what would be a heartbeat before the cop reveals what he's ringing for where the, the father just assumes the kid is dead or has just had a big drunk night out and needs mm-hmm. to be picked up and that that is the cat in the box. And in that moment he is both dead in a morgue, lying on a slab and sort of shame-faced in a cell, you know, having done a public wee or something and they're, they're both true until until the, wow. uh, what do they call it, the wave function collapses and it becomes one or the other. It's really good. He can, uh, write, he can write a book, Ian McEwan, yeah, have you noticed? He's, yeah. yeah, he's pretty yeah, good he at it, isn't he? He seems to be able to churn out yeah. the book. He's, he's getting there. He's, he's getting all right, there. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, I sent yeah. him some notes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did send him some notes. Yeah, did you? I sent him an email pointing out things I loved. Great. Yeah. He's one of those people I have. I, I just at some point got an email address, and now I just send him fan mail. We had to do uh, one of his books for GCSE English, so oh. now I can't pick up any more of his work. Oh, it just reminds me of it. Uh, no, Child in Time. Oh. Yeah, books well, that are weirdly, I like To Kill a Mockingbird, and we had to do that. Everyone likes to kill a mockingbird, give it half a chance. <laughs> but you don't know if you've killed the mockingbird, yeah, do you, until right, you get it out of the box. That's yeah. true. I saw the Aaron Sorkin play. Uh, oh, yeah. Mock- yeah right? the theater. Uh, I'm speaking of the, of the theatre. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> wow. <Phew. laughs> Pretty good. 
I don't, you know, segway. I, I don't want to call it early, but by the way, this is the most literary start we've ever had to a podcast. Yeah, yeah, we've actually, tur- oh, we we've, never everyone's this. turned off. No, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I think they're just absolutely aghast that we haven't sort of made a fart joke yet. McEwen's tuned in for the first time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, uh, well, yeah. I'll get him listening. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Exciting. Yeah, so really exciting. good. Um, it's uh, coming back round again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I mean that is that's got to be all the all the press has got to be that right? Yeah, it's yeah. funny how uh, I've done a couple of interviews and no one's like, so Groundhog Day's coming. Oh, they're obviously like, oh, I can't just say that, but I'm like, yeah. no, say that. That's a good story. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's back and um, yeah, it's really really nice. So I don't know uh, if your listeners know about this. There's a musical that uh, I helped write uh, of uh, a musical based on the 1990s iconic film and. Uh, it went really well in London and then went to Broadway and kind of went critically well, but it was just for lots of reasons we couldn't keep it. Musical theatres like this, it's just like putting all your chips on red or something, except mm-hmm. at much lower odds. I mean, something like one in 26 make their money back. So yeah. it's, a, it's a gamble thing because it just puts so much into it. They're so expensive to to create and run and uh, we couldn't survive on Broadway so it kind of died even though we'd got all these awards and reviews and then all sorts of stuff happened. My dear friend Andre who was the producer and my our business partner died suddenly and we couldn't get it into a theatre and then COVID and then on and on and suddenly it's seven years later and we're finally, it's coming back to London and it's um and I get to be here for rehearsals and you know, notice little phrases of songs that I'd like to improve and it's like that beautiful mm. tinkering that you get to do when you get a second chance at something, which yeah. ironically is what Groundhog Day is about. Yeah. Mm. It's very exciting. When it was first, was it at the Old Vicar? Yeah, yeah. Like I was really, I really wanted to see it and I yeah. assumed quite, I was like, it's going to be here for ages. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, yeah lots it was, of people it was, did. I was like, mm. where the, and it went. Yeah. I was like, that's unfair. And the, so I'm very excited <laughs> that it's coming back now. Yeah, because, yeah like, well, yeah. I'd love you to see it. I mean, I, musicals, I mean, it, like I, I, I don't love them all, you know, and, and most people don't love them all. Some people are massive fans, but they're tough, you know. Um, they're tough to get right and different people like different things. You know, I'm not a massive fan of what's the Abba one or whatever, like um, Mamma uh, Mia. Mamma Mia. So like, I, like jukebox things and stuff, I, I like really intricate musicals that mm-hmm. are sort of clever and stuff, but at the same time there's stuff that's really obscure and it's hard to get. And I think it's... um. Super smart, but super joyous, and mm-hmm. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. I'm very specific about the musicals I mm. like, and I, I, I've not seen it yet, but I already yeah. know it's going to be one of those. Yeah, I yeah. think it's got a lot of gags and a lot of clever ideas. So I went to see um, Book of Mormon this week, oh, um, which I'd already seen, but I, I took my girlfriend for her birthday. Um, and my girlfriend was like, she's like, I don't I don't like musicals. No. And I was like, have you seen Book of Mormon, Hamilton and Matilda? She's like, no, it's like. Well, then you, then, yeah. then you don't are, not like musicals. Yeah. 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 So you just yeah. see those. Yeah. And then, because I was like, that was like, I, I used to be like, I don't like musicals. Yeah. And I absolutely thought I didn't. And then I saw Matilda. Yeah. And that was, then that was completely different after that. Yeah. I was like, oh, I do like them. Because actually, before that, I thought musicals are, there's one good song. Yeah. And the story is really annoying. And then that's it. And I go home. And, and actually, to- Matilda was like, without, I mean, I wouldn't say this to you outside of here because it would seem be a little bit. Be. But. You know, we're on the podcast. Every single song's brilliant. It visually it looks amazing. The story's mm. great. And th- and then you realise, oh, it can be like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think those three musicals you mentioned are really a good example of the sort of slightly different ways in which musicals can be good. Putting aside the jukebox thing, which I totally get, it can be a fun night out, and you know all the songs, but it's just songs wedged into a, a story framework like that. That's a different genre to me, and it's not it's not one I'm you know particularly interested in. Book of Mormon's a satire; it's almost a parody of a musical, and yet 
because the 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 South Park boys got help from Bobby Lopez, who's he, him and Christian Anderson Lopez wrote uh, Frozen. You know, mm-hmm. like he's proper Disney, and he wrote uh, Avenue Q was his breakout. So Bobby wrote these songs. So even though it's sort of a parody of a musical, it's taking the piss out of the idea of you know what the Americans call an I want song, like mm-hmm. the you know and all that. It's so brilliant. It, it manages to be a parody of something and an impeccable version of itself at the yeah. same time. And then you've got Hamilton, which is just brilliant. Um, obviously, Lin-Manuel's just extraordinary, but it's really like the songs could play on the radio and they did and they and they won Grammys and stuff. And then you've got something like Matilda, which is it ain't Sondheim, but it's sort of more in that realm where we're like we're not trying to place the music in a trendy time or place. The music's just supporting the story and it's hyper-detailed and it makes you laugh and cry and that's the sort of area I like to play in because I can't write pop songs. So, yeah, good musical theatre's out there but it's, for me, those are the sort of the three possible categories of good musical theatre and then there's a bunch of other stuff which is really just people trying to make money out of old properties. (laughs) My nephews have started watching... So there's like a... A version of Matilda now, the musical, like, on TV or on Netflix or on, yeah, online somewhere. Yeah, freaking massive film, yeah. He just texts me lyrics from Matilda <laughs> out of context. And the first time he did it, when he, he, he texted me, Oi, new kids, and so you think you're able to survive this mess by being a prince or a princess. And they just hold this whole thing yeah. that was very threatening yeah. out of context. Yeah. I, hadn't, I hadn't seen Matilda yeah. in a while. Yeah. Mm. And probably written down, you don't realise that the alphabet is hidden in those lyrics. No, I didn't realise yeah. the al- alphabet's there at all. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise I, I didn't saw it. There was an alphabet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I What's know. this alphabet all the kids are going on about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what the alphabet is. <laughs> Tim. What will it be next? Numbers? Yeah. <laughs> There's a fantastic line in the movie, in the Matilda movie, where Mr Wormwood, this might be an anticlimax, so I might forget the quote, Mr Wormwood. She says, someone says something about Matilda getting books out of the library, and he goes, all right, no books now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. Stephen Graham. Oh, amazing. Oh, Stephen Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's plays Mr. Wormwood. Mr. Wormwood like. Tell him I will beat him up. Yeah, all right, cool. I've said on the podcast before. Yeah. Yeah. James is trying to start a feud with Stephen Graham, which to me doesn't sound like the smartest idea. We could probably get that happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a very nice guy, and mm. he's not as tall as you, but there's yeah. absolutely no doubt that he'd um, <laughs> make mincemeat. Well, this is what everyone assumes. I that's what I've got on my side. Have you ever yeah. had a fight? No. I feel like you're someone who could... Beginner's luck. Yeah. <laughs> it's not luck if you plan it, mate. It doesn't yeah. work like that. I feel yeah. like you could get angry enough about something to have yeah. a bit of a... Yeah, yeah. To, to do some damage. You've got a good reach. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's like, you know... Physical, I think, meant yeah. intellectually. No. Yeah. <laughs> not, not intellectually. No. He was absolutely lost with that Amy McEwen stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've yeah. launched the alphabet at me. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> This whole thing has been confusing. All 27 letters. Yeah, yeah. 27. We always start with still or sparkling water. Uh, Do you have a preference? Well, I don't want to immediately destabilise the premise of your podcast, but um, sparkling. Yeah? Yeah. 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 I'm just going to go crazy from the outset. Yeah. You feel feel pretty nuts? Yeah. I really thought you were going to throw a spanner in the water yeah. there, Tim, because some yeah. people come and they go, don't yeah. like water, mm-hmm. it's disgusting, yeah. but just straight for sparkling. Yeah, who drinks water these days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boring. We can't afford to all be drinking water. Yes, you check your privilege. <laughs> um, yeah, I think sparkling. It came quite late for me. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really start sparkling till my 30s, probably. Wow. What was the change? What happened? Success? Just matured. With success yeah, came that's sparkling right, water? To be fair, I was too poor for sparkling water until about then. I think it really um, it cleanses the, the palate, doesn't it? makes you feel like, all right, mm. now I'm ready for 
something disgusting to go in my <laughs> Is that how you view all food? Is something yeah. disgusting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty disgusting when you break it down. Yeah. Um, Literally, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I like the sparkle. But it's, uh, it probably still makes you feel a bit like I'm having a proper dinner. If you, you yeah. know, because you don't have sparkling water at home before dinner, do you? So no. it, it, it marks that you're embarking on a, on a ritual. Yeah, like yeah. a cutting of the ribbon. Yeah, that's right. Ready to rock. Yeah. Would you have it if someone offered you a tap at home that dispensed sparkling water? Would you say yes or would you go no? <laughs> then that will ruin all meals out for me. I mean, the, I guess that offer is tacitly there, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I, I, I wrote Matilda, I can have a sparkling water tap. <laughs> <laughs> Do what I fucking want. You know? um, uh, so, and I'm renovating my house at the moment. Well, I'm not. I'm hiring people who know how to do it. And, yeah. um, and uh, yeah, there's all that, you know, hot tap, but I'm super, I, I hate over tech. I hate having more things that can break down right. in my home. So literally I've got to want a hot and cold water tap. I don't even want a mixer, you know, and I, I want light switches to be like on and off. And if you want, if you can, a dimmer can be a round dimmer if you're going to have a dimmer, yeah. but none of this sort of like, here's five different settings and you can change the settings for the different lights. It's just like each light has a switch, each uh, temperature of water has a tap. Mm-hmm. And that bo- uh, instant boiling water, I don't know, there's something I'm deeply uncomfortable with about instant boiling water. Feels like you need to put the effort in. Yes, yes. I, I like the the ritual of like, well, I want a cup of tea, but I'm going to have to damn well wait. I'm going to have to take a breath here. You don't like the idea of one of those taps. You don't want too much technology in your house. But what about um, a Japanese toilet? You must want it. Everyone wants a Japanese toilet in their house, right? My first experience with a Japanese toilet, I, I, I got to stay in um, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber's apartment in New York once while uh, he, he, he was fond of me, I guess, because I was doing Jesus Christ Superstar, which was mm. going well for him. And uh, Matilda's, he, he owns the Cambridge Theatre. So like we've got a bit of a relationship and, and I was over there right, actually opening Matilda on Broadway and writing Groundhog Day in his apartment. I've got this fantastic photo of all my coloured sticky notes on his window overlooking Central wow. Park in wow. the Trump Tower. You heard oh, of that guy? Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's got one of those toilets where it's got a little nozzle and you can adjust where it's pointing and it squirts water at your, yeah, yeah. At your pooper and all that yeah. stuff. And it's pretty it's pretty nice. It feels like another thing that can break down and having to get your your, squirt, your poopy squirter fixed the whole time feels like... embarrassing. An annoyance. Yeah, yeah. sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but I did... There the were... water pistol that fires at my anus is broken again. <laughs> yeah. Do you That's come right, over yeah. and fix it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just shift your anus, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I know you wrote Matilda, but you can shift your anus. <laughs> you can at least shift your anus. Yeah, and I definitely noticed people would disappear into the toilet and not come out for a while. Like it, it was a yeah. sort of novelty thing where people, which is a nice it. reason for it to happen at showbiz parties, right? Mm, rather that's than the right, other rather option. Than yeah, the other yeah. option. Yeah. Actually, it could have been the other option, and you were just very naive. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves that poopy squirt. <laughs> oh, the poopy squirt has blasted my line off the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, I think I am really naive about that stuff. Yes, yeah, so I am. I, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and even though because I'm not a taker of drugs particularly, but I, I'm really stupid about it. Mm. Like I've been in this, I've been playing rock and roll for a long time, and I just, I'm still dumb about it. Or I'll go to a party where all my actor friends like, blah, 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 and I'm like, oh, everyone's in a good mood tonight. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I go, oh, Tim, that's yeah, every time, you idiot. Yeah, my girlfriend is way more well-versed in all that stuff than me, mm. and I'll always be like, such and such was in a really weird mood earlier. She'll be like, they were on drugs. They were on drugs. You're 38, what is the matter with you? It's weird when that, when our friend head butted the wall and then got back up. They yeah. was obviously feeling very resilient that night. <laughs> just going around like Will Ferrell in Elf, just like, just thinking everyone's nice. 
Oh, that was another thing. That was what I was trying to remember. What I was going to what? ask. Well, uh, has Andrew Lloyd Webber ever played his song "My Name Is Andrew" to you? No, has he got a song called "My Name Is Andrew"? Yes, no. he played it to Josh Groban. <laughs> he did, no, he didn't. I think you're getting mixed up. Josh Groban told us that when he came on the podcast. I think you made up the song "My Name Is Andrew" from memory. Well, I'll let you be the judge of who do you think made this song? <laughs> <laughs> Me or Andrew Lloyd Webber? <laughs> he played it to Josh Groban, and it, it goes. My name is Andrew. Hello, hello, hello. I have shoes and I have to go. Uh, it might be that I have feet and I have to go. I think that sounds quite good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> maybe Josh Groban made it up. And oh, he totally made it up. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like Josh. Grobes. Grobes probably made it Grobes, up. Yeah. Passed, off made it as a, passed it off as Andrew um, Lloyd Webber. Andrew's quite eccentric, but that, that feels right. Yeah, it? yeah. Right, you've got to be. To yeah, yeah you've got to be that good. You've got to be. And he was very young when he was that good. I mean, I think getting sort of really respected and famous young, it's, it's I mean, the people I know to whom that happened, uh, the most sort of destabilised people I know, not not that Andrew's unstable, it's just like it's strange for your personality. It's hard to know how to be. You know? Well, being brilliant and then also having to work extremely hard when yeah. you're that young, I think, yeah, probably that's sp- right. spins everyone out a bit. How old was he? Uh, I think he wrote uh, Superstar at 21. What? Wow. That's yeah. younger than Jesus, is it? The yeah. play. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus didn't a do anything. Years, yeah, yeah, he Jesus was, doing, he was <laughs> smoking cones <laughs> at 21. That's his wilderness years. <laughs> Banging on. Yeah. 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 I'm worried that he put sticky notes on his window, to be honest. How, yeah. how did you get, how did you get uh, off the weather. residue? Well, I don't, I don't think this... Sticky notes leave much residue. That's the point of them, right? right? It's not like I glued notes to the window. Yeah, but I would still wouldn't put them on glass, especially on a big window overlooking. Well, I Manhattan. feel like he has a person who cleans those yeah. windows, like floor to ceiling mm. windows. Tim yeah. Rice. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Rice. Yeah. 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 He uses he's, he's Tim, Tim Rice to soak up red wine spills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either that or you crank the poop shooter up to 11 and just. <laughs> angle it right out the bathroom. Open the door. Yeah, just angle it. Pop lobs or bread? Pop lobs or bread? Pop lobs or bread? I didn't know that was a question. I'm not prepared. Pop lobs or bread? Yeah. Uh, well, you have pop lobs if you're eating South East Asian food, but we're not. I mean, I know where this is going, so mm-hmm. I would say bread, but the you, bread. 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 Yeah. Any particular sort of bread? White. Very fluffy with a crispy, like a baguette. Baguette nice. bread, sort of. Warm? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the same as a sparkling water. <laughs> Everything's epic. Yeah, warm. Yeah. Have you ever uh, gone to a boulangerie and got a baguette? A boulangerie? In, on a... Paris, you mean? Yeah. Like, actually, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And have you walked home with the baguette? Or the ridden home with a basket and yeah. a red bike. Uh, I have. I think I've walked home with a baguette in France, yeah. And did Paris. you bite the top off of the baguette on the way home or did you wait until you got home to eat the baguette? I mean, I understand the question. Yes. But um... <laughs> it's not a tricky one. <laughs> I'm going to answer every question with, I'm going to start with that. <laughs> I, understand I understand the question, that question James. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, you don't do that. That's not where the joy is. I mean, no. the, the knob at the end is... You know, <laughs> who wants to wrap their lips around the knob at the end? No, yeah, the, yeah. there's too much uh, crust there. Yeah, no, you, you, you don't do it. I mean, I I, I eat the ends. Yeah. Um, it depends what you're using it for. You know. Oh, I, I always nibble the end. Yeah, yeah. If you I'm bite s- the end off. I can't resist it as Tim. you're walking home. Yeah, I can't resist. I'm it. more likely to dig a bit out of the middle if I'm gonna. That's that's a good. But, but that I, I think you can get away with a little just. <clears throat> And yeah. you know, no Parisians are going to bat an eyelid. But if you're in the middle of the street digging the digging the middle out, yeah, mm. I think you're going to lose some of the sort of uh, 
French cool. kudos. Yeah, the, yeah. the kudos. Oui. Yeah. And if you do a bunch of d- different ones down the middle and then you can play it like a flute, maybe, when you get home. Yeah, I don't play know. One of your I've never songs. tried that. I mean, I understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> you could, like, put down, like, sometimes when I'm trying to kill a tree, <laughs> when I'm trying to kill a tree, yeah. um, you drill holes around the trunk and then squirt Monsanto products into the into the trunk. Yeah. Um, so you could do that with a loaf of bread, like drill some holes and then put like jam or something, make it into a sort of big long. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I would like that. Yeah, mm. yeah. What else could you um, squirt interested into? interested in uh, how many times you've killed a tree. I killed trees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The no follow-up of trees, context right? is absolutely ideal. Just <laughs> yeah. yeah, I killed trees. Next question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, have a, uh, I have a little block. Um, of you know what we call a block. What do you call that over here? What of houses? No, like a, like a bit of land. Twelve, oh, yeah. twelve okay. acres of uh, native Australian rainforest. But the problem is, oh. it's not native because, of course, uh, you know, because of colonialists like you guys, that everything's been crap. And, and yeah. not just like you guys, other other people bring stuff. And there, there's it's, it's it's native. It's like a, a micro climate um, down south from Sydney and it's got beautiful native trees but is uh, often challenged by invasive species, mm-hmm. some of which are trees themselves, but mostly it's lantana, mostly it's like bushes and stuff. So you you have to very carefully, well, you can just go and spray it all with glyphosate and, and run roughshod over it. We're, we're doing a different thing. We're trying to rewild the trees whilst not like lovely native birds live in the invasive species, so you, ha- you do it slowly, slowly, and try not to spray glyphosate everywhere and stuff. So we're doing that. So one way to do that is to drill holes in things. The baguette squirt technique. Poison the baguette, the baguette technique. technique, yeah. yeah. The flute. The baguette <laughs> yeah, flute yeah. technique. You don't want to get mixed <laughs> up and put jam in the trees, though. No. So don't ever do that, Tim. Well, I don't know if that I don't would want to, I don't want to open the paper. <laughs> I don't want to open the paper and read about you squirting jam in trees because you got mixed up. But I don't want to see that for you. I really appreciate that. We're going to get onto your dream meal now. And I thought of a great question, Ed. Right, oh, okay, no. here we go. Will Tim understand it? This is a question. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> is this the kind of question... Is it... Fuck. Oh, oh, funny, oh funny. okay, start again. Come on. Oh, fuck. Start the whole podcast again. <laughs> okay. Is this the kind of meal that you could have over and over again, day after day? Over, over, each day having the same meal over and over, like Groundhog Day. There you go. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I don't think you want to do anything over and over, do you? But which is which is sort of what Groundhog Day is about, or at least trying to figure out how you bring wisdom to bear on the question of how you put up with life's grind mm-hmm. uh, is what Groundhog Day is about. So there, it does sometimes feel like it's very, oh, my God, I'm awake again. <laughs> it's another morning. Do you, do you have those? Yeah. yeah I yeah. feel like you guys probably have most mornings you feel like that. Yeah. There's a lyric in Groundhog Day that there's a song called Hope that, that starts with the lyric, there will be mornings when you're utterly defeated by your laces, um, which is uh, something I've uh, sort of felt. Um, <laughs> Not James, uh, he wears Velcro shoes. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and they defeat me though. <laughs> yeah. That's when you know you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this meal that I have planned for you boys, I... It would be a lot, right? Well, it's just quite heavy, but yeah, I mean, you could, you could, but you get sick of it. I mean, food, perhaps more than anything, is enhanced by novelty, isn't it? Like, so, but yeah. some people don't feel like that. Some people like having the same thing every day and having mm-hmm. a routine. I don't. I think that sounds awful. Yeah. If, if you said to me, you, you one breakfast for the rest of your life, and I went a lovely granola, some yogurt, and some rhubarb or something. I, I, I mean, I basically that's what I have every morning. I'm very happy with that. Breakfast seems to me. So you have a groundhog breakfast, but yeah, not the rest that's of the right. Day. Yeah, 
next musical, Groundhog Breakfast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I mean, I understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, your dream starter. Yeah. All right. So this is where my vegetarian sort of ism. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we, we fall fall away very quickly because um, it, it's pate. Oh, pate. Yeah. The, pate. The meatiest of the starters. <laughs> the the cruelest of yeah. the meats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, pate. And this is why I was a bit thrown by the bread and papa num question because my starter involves bread and it would, mm. uh, you know, a really lovely, really buttery pate. No, no, no complexity. Not like, oh, let's have peppercorns or some sort of weird. Just like, yeah. and I know, oh, there's like fishy things. Just like liver, duck liver, you know, yeah. chick, li- or chicken liver. liver. Probably chicken liver. I, I actually don't know how different duck. I'm sure connoisseurs would say they're very different, but I'm mm. not sure. But yeah, really buttery, really bad for you mm. and bad for the duck. Yeah. You know, pate with a with an onion jam. Mm. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really thick, sticky. Yeah, thick, like caramelized th- onion. Stucky, yeah, thick and stucky. Yeah, thick yeah. yeah. um, yeah, and stucky. Yeah. Yeah, caramelized onion jam, and um, and then just yeah, baguette. Yeah, really, really fresh. I'm so on board with this. If there's ever like chicken liver pate or anything mm. like that on a menu, yeah, always ordering it. That's yeah, the rule. I tend not it. to because I feel a bit bad about it. But that's why in my fantasy one, I can sure. just go nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I didn't ever. I don't know what kind of pate we had when I was growing up. Yeah. It, I, I didn't it wasn't like posh. It. I didn't no. like it, yeah. I, I, I thought I don't like pate. Yeah. So I would never do that. Yeah. But then I remember being in a restaurant or whatever where it was just like, you know, you get what you, you're given. Yeah. And they brought that out and I was like, oh, okay, I've been yeah, now this. this is like the smoothest, most some... like... Yeah, naughty. So good. I'm not sure I've ever told this story on the podcast. I might have done. But mm-hmm. my wife once bought um, pate from a news agent. Uh, that was out of date, and she. Uh, she... Sorry, this. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah. basically when when I go away, uh, she buys her pate from a news. She will eat just pickles all day, and then she'll go to the closest place where she can buy food, which is normally a news agent. Right. And on this occasion, she bought some pate from a news agent that probably wasn't good to start with, and I think was out of date. Yeah. And wait till you hear this. Yeah. She claims um, it made her see him black and white for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I think she bought a newspaper. I think she just got the words confused. Yeah. So she bought a newspaper and went home and read it. And she's like, I'm seeing in black and white. This pate is crazy. <laughs> Ed's going away tomorrow for a month. Yeah. I'm really well, well, I'm going to check it out. Going where? To Australia. Tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow, yeah. You know, comedy festival? Yeah, two weeks in Melbourne and then all over the place and then to New Zealand, yeah. <sighs> Ever been? And, and your wife's... <laughs> <laughs> To Australia? <laughs> um, I can't remember. I was there a week ago, and I'll be there again in two weeks. Is your wife useless? Yeah, she's used to me going away. For, is, no, sorry, is she period. useless? Oh, useless. <laughs> I thought you said used to this. Yeah. Uh, I did, but yeah. I, I, I love her. Yeah. <laughs> That's a delicious start. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Mm. The trouble is you're full already, but can sure, I pretend that, that that's not a problem? Yeah. That's part yeah. of this, right? For sure, yeah. Because, I mean... Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it, you're never going to want dessert at the end of this shit show, but um, yeah. but we're, that's we're, we're in a fantasy world where a lot of people employ that rule. Yeah, uh, of like you don't get full. Yeah, and you just can eat whatever before you go to dinner. You have this lovely yeah. little ceremony where you have a surgical bypass <laughs> where you uh, bypass your stomach and you just get a pipe taken yep. from the lower part of your esophagus straight out the side of your yeah. body. Yeah, just falls into a bucket, <laughs> yes. an open bucket. 
Yeah. It's a wonderful attitude to the notion of fantasy that you've yeah. got to, which is like, not you can't stretch it to <laughs> no. just not being full. Yeah. Actually, that's my yeah. brain's really like that. Yeah. Yeah, Even yeah. like with my sexual fantasies, I have to peg it really. Uh, <laughs> I have to really peg it to reality. Yeah, I, can't, yeah. I can't let myself. I, I have to be yeah. really close to reality with just a little twist to keep yeah. it. So what, what we're talking, like, if you were have a sexual fantasy about someone who wasn't your partner, would you have to then put that in a world where that is okay and you've been given permission? Well, to be honest, I don't want to be up? too creepy, but it would, I would usually have to go, have seen that person recently <laughs> so I can peg it to something that actually happened. happened I'm quite yeah. a literal person. Yeah. But actually the honest truth is I don't, I, it's mostly my partner. That's lovely. That's lovely. It's That's not lovely. lovely. It's sad and annoying. <laughs> and, I and I can't have dreams about it. Like I can't have sex. If I have a sexy dream, yeah. it, it always stops. My dream, my I won't let me yeah. do fun things in my yeah. sleep. It's so annoying. <laughs> and oh. also, if you have to go through the whole rigmarole of being like, well, then we'd split up, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah and then one of us would have to move out. Yeah, Who's going to do that? And then you have to put, yeah. put the movers and <laughs> yeah. get the truck and stuff. This is really getting in the way of my <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's it's really not in the mood Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James... I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mom's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mom's frame with new photos, so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, may I suggest photographs? 
That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Dream main course. I want. I want to preface this, and I should have said this earlier. I'm not. I'm not really a foodie, right? Like, but that. I mean, that, but I'm. I don't think I'm as bad at this as some people. Like, I'm. I'm not as skanky and sort of. Yeah, you're trash. You're definitely not. Was it Nick Muhammad? Who, yeah. yeah, yeah. That is. Yeah. That might be one of the worst menus. I mean, it is it's one of the worst menus, yeah. menus we've ever had. Yeah. 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 I would rather eat the the, the pipe that comes out of your side and goes into a bucket. <laughs> I would rather eat the bucket contents of that would, after well, you. That would be lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just good food chewed through my mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Up it's not alley. breaking down in any sort of scientific way, is it? It's just pate shooting out that pipe. <laughs> yeah, it's just pate. Well, it's all chewed up. It's yeah. chewed masticated, up. and that. you get a little bit of acid break and not much yeah. on the way down your oesophagus. So it's a steak. Yeah. 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 Because really, if I, especially when I'm hungry, if I imagine that the pate didn't touch the sides quite literally, I love uh like a, and 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 you know it's quite trendy these days to really like marbled i, I i'm mm-hmm. like lean fat you know you get a, a fillet that's yeah. like as tall as it is wide it's basically sort of a fist of of meat yeah. um and and quite rare but not too rare really high quality fillet and that's basically it i'm pretty happy yeah. it's just sort of on a plate mm-hmm. um, with a little i don't know what what do we do with it like sometimes i think like no, what's this? What's the sort of sauce that's uh, not Bernays, but the, uh, maybe it's Bernays. Bernays um, is the like tarragony, creamy yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, creamy. But when it's really, really good and really moist, um, you barely need a. I completely sauce. agree. Sometimes the you just don't. You it. just don't need a sauce. Mm. Dream steak is going to be without a sauce, really. Yeah. Because like, yeah, that, that's it, when that it's like the most delicious, most best quality. And you're masking it. Yeah. yeah. Anything masking it is a is a step backwards. Yeah, I picture it with something green on the plate, uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, asparagus looks pretty, um, but I can't handle the smell of my urine the next day. I'm just, <laughs> I've just stopped. I've just gone. Okay, enough. I can't handle the smell of my urine. Yeah, like immediately, actually, like minutes later. Yeah, I bite a thing, and then I go, oh, I'm going to go have a wee, and it's just. It, it makes my eyes hurt. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone know anything about that? The chemistry of well, well I always the, think, is it the um, is it like the asparagus protecting itself? Yeah, it's saying you don't want to eat, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to yeah, stink. Yeah, yeah. 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 my uh, urine's going to stink. It's not the asparagus's urine, unless it is. I don't know anything about science, really. Uh, no, well, you I know mean, enough to know that asparagus doesn't urinate. Yeah, it does. Do, yeah. Uh, all, all living things have output. Yes, yeah. excretions. Excretions, so maybe yeah. it excretes something. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, well someone presumably told me oxygen. I mean, we hope. I hope. I, I hope, suppose. I hope Does so asparagus much. excrete at all? Plants excrete or just leaves? I've never is, is close only enough. The outcome of I've never been close enough to an asparagus to hear oh. if it's breathing or not. I'm so embarrassed that I don't know. Maybe we should do I, that. It's an episode. We're getting an asparagus on. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get his dream menu. Yeah. See if it's breathing. It's excreted. I kind of. I don't mind the smell of my urine after I eat asparagus. Yeah. Some people find it kind of like novel. Like it reminds they, me of what I ate the night before. Yeah, gross. So first thing in the morning. Like when you have a poo, to the poo after beetroot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, that's, okay. that's the panic one. Yeah. That's the proper panic one. The asparagus, because you know when you get up in the morning, you're a bit like, 
just still not fully woken up. Yeah. And like not connected with the world. <laughs> and the yet. asparagus. And then says, suddenly the asparagus is there. And then I was like, that's what I did last night. It's like a ginger yeah. shop. Yeah. I don't remember anything yeah. else, but I know I had asparagus. I completely you, blacked out, clearly got in a fight, <laughs> but at least I had asparagus. <laughs> I tell you what, you imagine Tim, imagine Tim, if uh, you ate asparagus one night and then the next day is when your Groundhog Day started. Mm. Yeah. So every oh, morning. every morning you yeah. have a oh, wee no. and it smells of asparagus. <laughs> I guess you get yeah. used to it. Put your little hand in mine. You're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, I, I was under the misapprehension that there's a people have you know different receptors and different and and i thought some people don't seem to worry about the asparagus smell i don't really smell it and i thought the distinction was some humans uh whatever the chemical is uh, they don't excrete they absorb it or something so it's not Mm. coming out of their urine and some humans they they excrete all that through their urine which is probably dumb. I think what it is is that some people just can't really smell it very. Mm, it's more a, rece- a receptor told. thing. Yeah. I was told some people can smell it, some people can't smell it. Same so with I cucumber. Can't. Some people hate the smell of cucumber because they can oh. smell something. Well, in cucumber. exactly. Mm, and yeah. I'm not a big fan of. And and by the way, I'm not a super taster because I did a podcast with um people a lot dumber than you guys, Brian <laughs> Brian Cox and oh, yeah. I did um, oh, the monkey. We've had him on. Yeah, absolute yeah. crackpot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He believes all this weird shit. Yeah, it's yeah, mad. He yeah, thinks yeah. there are suns everywhere. Yeah. Um, but we did this wine podcast and I, I'm 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 a bogan, you know, like I don't have like fine taste or anything. But I whatever the thing is that smells asparagus, I'm the king of that. I've yeah. got that. <laughs> I, I have that asparagus piss smelling thing smell in it everywhere. spades <laughs> yeah so you don't want asparagus on this plate no so but I, I so if it's not that that and as i say they're, they're pretty nice. aren't they yeah. they're pretty spears well you could have a bunch pretty, of asparagus pretty spears, you, pretty spears. you could have um, a bunch of asparagus in a vase in the middle of the table if you mm, that's yeah. right or like a wreath yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could all be wearing little asparagus, asparagus <laughs> crowns. It makes you happy. I'll do yeah. it. All right. Okay, I'll that's good. Midsummer. Yeah. Okay, so if I've got something else on the plate, it would be um, either um, long stem broccoli. It's very mm-hmm. nice yeah. with some like little roasted pine nuts through it, or something like that. Or of course some um, Brussels sprouts. Uh, um, you know, oh, yeah. see, fried to almost burnt with little bits of bacon or something. Yeah, 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 bacon yeah, and yeah, the yeah. steaks a bit much, but. Um, Sure, but, no, but, but if you go if you're going for it, it's all coming out the pipe. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, that's right. You may that's as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we we go to like a steakhouse or whatever. Mm. The, the sides are usually pretty um, beefed up. They're pretty. They, they've yeah. got other stuff in them. They're, yeah, they're, they're pretty right. crazy. Yeah, and, and you are pretty hungry, so like it's quite exciting to get one of those yeah. kind of like you know bacon bits in the in the. In the and and if you, if you're honest, you. A little mac and cheese with a steak is pretty insane, like a really classy yeah. one with a little blue cheese yeah. in it or something. But um, I think there's a section in this podcast where you ask about sides and I, yeah. I'm sort of trying to cheat by having something on the plate and then I want to have a side as well. Absolutely fine by so us. So I'm going to leave the greens on the plate and then I'm going to get into mac and cheese on the side. Spoiler yeah. alert. I think that's absolutely, yeah. Also, I think because of the steak you're having, mm. I think you can afford to have some richer sides because yeah. it's not like a mad marbled ribeye or anything. No, which it's more not like so all much fat cloying and oily. You, yeah. Or, yeah, I think that's right. It's something cheesy is fine. How do you, do you want it sort of cooked on an, on an open flame? I hate to, you know, start leaning towards stereotypes of your countrymen. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, it's not a barbie. I, I, you know, I, I fell pretty deep into that trap. Are you looking forward to uh, Greta Gerwig's new movie? Barbie? Uh, very much. I, I wasn't sure. I, I've heard a lot about that project over the years. I yeah. had a meeting about it back in the day, as in they wanted songs and stuff, and I was like, oh. You wrote a load of songs about barbecues? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, uh... 
Tim, why yeah. are we going to throw a shrimp on this doll? <laughs> on this doll. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I, I wasn't sure, but um, I said, send me a script, and then they never did. So ah. well, Maybe it was because I kept talking about Barbies. Yeah. It, looks, it looks quite funny. I think yeah. um, Big curse. my countryman yeah. who's playing the lead role is very, very uh, talented, and she can do it all, including mm. be very funny. So um, You met her? Do you know her? Yeah, Margot. Not not very well, actually. She was in. She was a voice in my movie that died, my animated film that I spent four years making that they shut down. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mine. I, I directed and co-wrote and wrote songs for a, a, like Holy hundred moly. and whatever million dollar. I moved to LA to, to co-direct and co-write this film. We spent four years on it and we were 50-something million bucks in and like three quarters done. It was amazing, character, beautiful character design and Hans Zimmer was helping me with the score. And, yeah, and every Hugh Chapman and Jackie Weaver and Margot Robbie and Naomi Watts and you know, everyone was uh, Mendo. Everyone was in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the studio got bought, and they just went, "Yeah, that's a tax write-off." And that was that. Wow. Well, yeah. when, when was this? Well, timeline-wise, is this pre? Well, ha- the close down happened the same year that Groundhog Day. Within the same few months that Groundhog Day closed on Broadway, under oh, no. a whole lot of sort of ruthless American uh, reductive behaviour as well. Well, not reductive. It's some um, ruthless. Um, yeah. But you know, you want to play in that end of the game. You can't go, oh, I thought it was all going to be like a school play. You know, it's the, sure. But the shutdown of Larrikins, the, the film, was um, right on the high end of, you know, everyone everyone in Hollywood's got a story of something got shut down, but it's usually not that late. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And right. working with those, I mean, I, I would have thought in your position, uh, you would have been like, well, this is definitely happening. I've got Hans Zimmer. Oh, I've totally. Got this yeah. I mean, I, I actually never doubted. I'm super foolish about this stuff, actually. I, I, I'm just about to pitch my new show to market. Like I've been developing it for two years, and again, I say mine because we're talking about me. It's obviously always a lot of people and a lot of work, and I've got a really good production company attached, a fantastic director, and really good pilot, and you know. And I'm like, well, this is my next project, and mm. it's only recently after working on it two years. I'm, oh no, this is another thing that, you know, it's it's. A, period piece it's gonna someone needs to commit you know 20 something million pounds to a show with me at the center like it probably won't happen yeah (laughs) i just sort of forget all the time i'm so like wide-eyed like i've got a creative idea and i've worked really hard and i'm i'm really kind let's do it guys (laughs) and they're like yeah it doesn't quite work like that but you probably need that level of optimism and excitement about it while while you're creating me a long way yeah my god it hurts when you suddenly go oh yeah it's not it's, I'm very Pollyanna-ish. I seem to, even after my sort of anus horribilis, even after losing Larrikins, which did, I was really like knocked sideways yeah. by it. Uh, and the whole, and uh, Broadway's always pretty traumatic. Um, even with Matilda, it was quite traumatic. But um, I, so, I seem to rise again as this like kind of, Doe-eyed, you know, babe in the woods, you know, like, yeah. oh, hello, Mr. Wolf. <laughs> you know, like, it's so weird. Why are you going to the toilet again, yeah. Mr. Wolf? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Should I come with you, Mr. Wolf? Yeah, what do you mean out of order? Um, yeah, so I, I think that is good. And I, I, I love my work so much, and that's what's driving the Pollyanna-ishness. It's just like, oh, oh more playtime. Poly- you're saying Pollyanna-ish. Yes. Yeah, I thought you, you said polyamorous. I was like, yeah. no, you're not. You can't even wank over someone else. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. But, like, uh, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Pollyanna. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, second time yeah. round, I was like, we're talking about Pollyanna. Yeah. That's a character That's... who is naive yeah. and uh, always yeah. thinks things are going to be better. Yeah. I, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could be 
slightly less polyamorous and slightly more polyamorous, <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah, I yeah, even more. creatively, you're the opposite of polyamorous, right? You focus on one thing yeah, that you absolutely I, love. I go and pretty so, hard yeah. at things, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, when it pays off, pays off pretty big. But then you, you can't have one without the other. Well, it's a gamble, yeah. I I, I didn't realise um, how much it was a gamble, Ed. <laughs> uh, just yeah, uh, j- just choice. for the listener. Um, Tim used the phrase gamble, didn't reference it at all because it's just a normal sentence. And James pointed at me, which is why yeah. Tim felt like he had to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That, that's not James on James is like, that's an opportunity for a joke <laughs> <Yeah>. mention. <laughs> Fucking idiot. That joke is not on Tim. It's a pun. It's a, well, it's not even a pun. It's just his name. Mate. It's his name. <laughs> it's his name, but I love it. I love it. It's his name. It's I'm still fucking big. I'm going to get uh, uh, this chair keeps rolling. I need a caster. Oh, yes. You know, like I'm trying to. Yes. Oh, that's yeah, a pun. A cast no, that's a pun. That really did. That so, got me out of nowhere, actually. Yeah. People don't really do them about my name as much. Well, I'm here to change that. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Don't mention my name, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This has got pun? quite a bad oh, podcast. From oh, a mediocre oh, podcast, this has become a bad podcast. Oh, oh, yeah, I promise yeah, yeah, you, yeah. it would steadily go downhill intellectually from the beginning, and I think we've come good on that problem. Yeah, yeah. we have. Yeah, yeah. It's a slide. We're on a slide. We're halfway down. Because on this podcast, if people have food that they don't want to include in their menu but they want to shout out we call them honorable munchins oh nice for your episode i we'll am call the honorable them, tim Munch. we'll call them horrible min- uh, on, on, not horrible horrible <laughs> horrible mentions oral, oral, your horrible mention horrible munching oral, oral mentions oral munching if you do have any <laughs> then uh <laughs> you chew on my food pipe any day yeah yeah, yeah exactly. if you've got any oral, oral munching you just shout out yeah okay. yeah you just that's no you're honorable i mean i had to really think in the cab on the way here to get enough food <laughs> to <laughs> answer your freaking <laughs> questions i'm not gonna like and you said your dream side dish is mac and cheese so we kind of already know what this I is i feel like it yeah you know slightly burnt on the top and crunch your way through and i think yeah yeah, you know, but when you scoop it out, it's all runny, and the, so that becomes Strings. a bit of your sauce. Do you want the sort of yeah. stringy cheese? I think maybe it's runnier than that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's quite almost saucy mm. in the bottom. And are you dipping steak in there? Are you I dipping the bread are, in there? Have you got some bread right? left over that maybe, you're dipping? Maybe, but I think when you've got your steak there yeah. and a little bit of long stem broccoli. You call it long stem? Yeah. Broccolini yeah. is the other. We call yeah. it broccolini. Or tender stem? Tender stem. Tender stem. That's what yeah. it is over here. Yeah, and... That's what it says in Waitrose, tender stem. Yeah, no, I think you're, you're, you're slushing your steak and your, mm, and your yeah. cheesy goodness. Yeah. And there's nothing in the mac, it's not loaded mac and cheese, it's not like... I don't think so. I think yeah. I think maybe a couple of different cheeses and, and maybe a bit of, as I say, a bit of blue or something. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to talk about truffle. Yes. Yeah, and I don't want to upset anyone. Uh, Is it cool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're cool with truffle. We're all cool with talking yeah, about it. We're not going to trigger truffle trigger. Yeah. No, there's no truffle, um, truffle triggers here. I want to say fuck truffle, man. Mm-hmm. But I don't really feel that strongly, but I've been forced to kind of take a position. It yeah. feels like a culture war thing. Like, like, and I, it's not my fault that I'm angry about it. It's been over, it's shoved in my face. Yeah. You know? yeah. Been pushed on. Yes. Um, I just feel like truffle, everyone's just putting truffle in everything. And it's an obnoxious little fucking fungi, isn't it? Uh-huh. It's like, yeah. I've learned to be cross about it um, because I don't mind a little bit of truffle in something, but it just, it's really um, aggressive and really makes a lot of itself. It's like, it oh, hi guys, I'm truffle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's every, I mean, it's, when, it, when it's in there, it's in. It's yeah, that's it. That's, it's you a need the dish. slightest shaving, and yeah, yeah, that's fine. So you could have a a truffle mac and mac and cheese. And there was a time when I'd be, oh, that's a lovely little yeah. a note, yeah, a yeah. musty note. 
you know, but now it's just It's the like, truffle oil, man. It's the, the synthetic truffle oil. People just glug that in, and that's yeah. the really aggressive one. Yeah, yeah. But right. a little shaving, a little grating yeah. is, is lovely. I love this shaving. character that you've created for truffle, though. Yeah, oh. I like truffle. I feel Hi, like guys! <laughs> I'm in your chips! <laughs> Joe is kind of like... It's like... The, it's like. Have you seen the um, latest Compare the Meerkat adverts? That had the oh, I have I don't know if I've seen the latest. Oh, so send the, them over to me. Well, no. I, 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 actually, I actually won't send them to you, Tim, because I think it would be classed as a hate crime. Because uh, oh yeah, good the, point. That their their cousin, uh, the wombat from Australia, visits and uh, Steve Muscopolis does the voice. Shout out, does he? Yeah, that's Steve doing that voice of the wombat wow. and then the compared really? to adverts. Well, he's but he's uh, he, he's kind of like your truffle character, but Australian. Yeah. So you doing this for truffle, I feel, is like is rebalancing the universe right. and going like, well, here's a, a you know, so a gormless Brit. Steve's wombat is like. Hi guys, like well, he's kind of like you know, like, oh, like, uh, like like absolutely way like bigger than the mere bowling into well, the yeah. scene, just like clumsy, knocking everything over, like completely, uh, yeah. yeah, completely unaware of like how obnoxious he's being, yeah, but essentially has a good heart, yes. yeah, and I feel like that about your truffle character, yeah. I don't know though, I think it might be non- more nefarious than that. I think truffles. Mm. Doing it deliberately. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a bully. I mean, yeah, I agree with you about the truffle. My girlfriend absolutely hates truffle. Right. To the point now where if I book us a meal somewhere and they say any allergies, I just say that she's allergic to truffle. Yeah. Mm. Because, like, it's not going to, it's going to, and if sometimes we forget to, we just go somewhere and they bring them out. At least I know I'm getting double of yeah that thing. Like I, I'm at least gonna have, have that as well. I've got a joke in my head that's making me laugh. It's just like yeah. it's so obnoxious and so, I mean I'll just say yeah. it because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just terrible. Yeah, and yeah. It, which is that of course your girlfriend hates truffle. All those years she was forced to look for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's, funny. Yeah, it's your the girlfriend's a picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. So, but it's got it's, yeah, it's yeah, structurally yeah. nice. Yep. But yeah. I don't even I don't. It's it's yes. not funny to me because I think it's an awful thing to say. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but it's funny to me because it it it's a terror. It's it's not my sort of joke, and yeah. so I had to say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, hmm. I get it. Yeah, and yeah. also, I think, you know, we've only met today, but I still feel like I, I'm, I'm already oh. at that point with you where... Oh, off I'm microphone. Okay. I'm, I'm okay I mean, I it. love joke, like, the, because it's a joke on a joke. It's a joke about sure. how terrible these jokes are. And yeah. we all do jokes about our wives and our mothers, right? That, <laughs> and that's funny um, <laughs> until it's true, which is why I didn't do it with your girlfriend. The problem yeah. is, yeah. When, Very good. when you delivered yeah. that, a double joke. you didn't change the way joke. you were sitting to your ironic <laughs> to my ironic yeah, yeah, yeah. So I confused yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yes. No, I don't. I, I think... Um, if you're uh, irony is all about. I, I, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> From your trotters all the way up to your step. <laughs> your dream drink. Well, I am um, an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really. I'm a sort of medicinal alcohol dependent person. Okay. Um, which means I like a drink every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really nice way to end a day, but I have no spin-up. You know, you got friends who spin-up drinkers? What? Do, you, do you like if you have one, you have two, and if you have two, you oh, have four, right. and then you're looking for some cocaine? Uh, I am if I'm out with... Well, I don't look for cocaine at the end because yeah, I'm I very don't, naive. I, but I don't like, if I'm out home. with friends, I would find it... If I was out with Ed, I yeah. would find it difficult just to have one and go see you later, Ed, go home. Uh, but uh... <laughs> people that you like spending time with, yeah, where you don't yeah. need to drink alcohol. Like if after I'm, this podcast, when we go next door to the pub, yes, um, then I would like, yeah, the, the, as we we're finishing the first drink, the best idea in the world would, would be, be to the say, say, yeah. say to the guy, I see yeah. no point in having one drink. Yeah, 
at I'd... home, I've won. And I don't even want a mm. second one after that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe at home. But out and about, no. one one drink, well, I'd rather have oh, no drinks. Oh, one drink's very hard out yeah. and about, but I wouldn't rather have no drinks. That's absurd. <laughs> um, so, so, um, so that's... Uh, I only say that because I, I, I do love a drink and I um I but I only drink one thing really these days. I've slowly over time just gone every so every time I have a like a you know, a Negroni, I say, well, you know, you go somewhere nice and let's start with a cocktail. I mm-hmm. I do one because I wanna I'm just I'm just like I could be drinking red wine right now. This is a complete waste of the alcoholic effect of I could be drinking a good heavy, dry earth Aussie red wine. Mm-hmm. And so that for me it's it's a beautiful red wine. I'm not really enough of a wine wanker to sort of tell you what year it would be or whatever, but a South Australian or West Australian dry earth Shiraz or mm. Cabernet or something like heavy yeah. reds. Heavy reds with high alcohol content to Is make it, the feeling. I think the best go. glass of wine I, I've ever had was a Australian Shiraz. Mm. Amazing. Mm. Just proper. Was it Penfolds? It was Penfolds. Mm. I would, yeah, for for years I'd do yeah Melbourne and then the New Zealand Comedy Festival and would always have to bring my dad. That's his the kind of wine he likes. Yeah, it's like yeah a Shiraz from that region. Yeah, and yeah. So like I'd always have to find a different bottle to bring back for him. Oh, that's nice. Each time, yeah, yeah. pretty nice, pretty nice dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, what, I mean, it must be pretty cool if if you're into that mm. coming from the actual country. Yeah, it's a good place to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you do get a bit. Ruined. I, I think Aussies. I find, you know, and I know this is a is a, re- a reveal of my unsophistication, but I find like even quite you know really good French wines that that, that they have this earthiness and this brownness to the color and stuff. And I I recognize. I, I think I could I could pick it, but I could recognize a quite good French red. But you just I'm just we're ruined in Australia. Not because they're better, but because they're so heavy and mm-hmm. so peppery, you slightly you lose subtlety in your palate. You're just like, it's like, <laughs> eating, it's like eating, drinking steak, you know. Right, so yeah, yeah. As hell, yeah. Do you have a, a a collection of wine at home? No, no, no. It doesn't last. You're just buying. You're just buying. Yeah, in. just yeah. I sort of get six at a time or something. Yeah, and then the next day, <laughs> yeah, go back to the shop. So yeah. you're not aging any Penfolds at no, home or anything. No, it no, won't last I, that long. No, no. I'm not a collector of wine, and I don't buy very posh wine. I buy, you know, twenty dollar, you know, fifteen quid, you know, maybe slightly nicer. Which but, ones you go to? Which one would you? It doesn't have to be the one you have at the Dream Mill, but what? What's your? What's your one of a day? You're pouring yourself a glass at the end of the day. What is it normally? I just, I never even buy the same. There's just so many different wines in Australia. Yeah. I just go, oh, I'll try that one. Yeah. I mean, the Penfolds have lots of lower level, like yeah. they're not all grange. There's like bin one, three, four sure. and stuff. And there's a one called Max's because named after one of their old vineyards and stuff. And so I tend to, I do buy those. I've got a, friend, a, a dear friend uh, who owned Vast Felix. So I buy, you know, when you know someone and there's another, um, winery in West Australia where we know the people called um, Piero. Uh, so, you know, I tend to go, you know, like when you watch films your friends are in and stuff, I do that. Oh, lovely. I don't know. I don't know what wine I drink. Just well, the nice the, one. Just talking... the one that makes the feeling go away. Write <laughs> 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 that down. Because <laughs> we're talking about Australian uh, drink now and then, like is there certain things that you can only get in Australia that uh, you miss when you're over here or when you're elsewhere, like foods or drinks that you're like, I wish I could have a... I mean, I'm not, you know... Yeah, no, I'm not... What would be a lazy reference? A Tim Tam? Yeah. I mean, these days you can get it all over here, but I... I you know, there's people who are really like... I, I think I... 
my brain doesn't work like that. Like people go, oh, I couldn't live in England, the weather, and oh, I, you know, I don't like the. Oh, I wish I could get my favorite food or whatever. My brain's just like I don't care about anything except seeing my kids and working. Like I just mm-hmm. don't care. Like when I'm here, I love being here because I get to hang out with smart people and you guys and um, <laughs> and I get to do, do work I love and, you know, walk across the bridge to the National and have a meeting and I don't care if it's raining or sunny because I'm walking across the bridge to the National, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm catching a train to Stratford to talk about, you know. And so I just don't, I just don't care about <laughs> food or weather or anything. I, as long as my bed is the, the – I can – shut the curtains so the sun doesn't yeah. come in when I'm sleeping. So, you, yeah. you, it's quite a good menu so far for someone who doesn't really care about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So you can always tasty. find nice food. It's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, do you know what? What I miss is the ocean. That That's what I miss about Australia. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on to your dream dessert. All right, so my favourite sweet food is uh, apricots. I like apricots. Lovely. I like like dried apricots. I like little apricots, coconut squares. They're not so popular over here. They're, um, I like co- uh, apricot jam. I don't the the your average apricot take or leave it. You know, like unprocessed, unsugared. But you never know what flavor, they. Would it's you're well, rolling the dice uh, on It can be apricot, really powdery and yeah. really flavorless, and yet put it in a crumble, mm. and it's like literally one of my favorite things on the earth. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna say uh, apricot crumble Lovely. with nice. like, really nice. Um, Oaty crumble, yeah, slightly burnt and uh, and uh, custard. This is great. But custard, custard can be a bit overbearing as well, mm-hmm. so it could just be cream. Don't need ice cream. No, uh, apricot's got all the sweetness in it. Okay. Yeah. okay. But um, if you gave me ice cream, be, I wouldn't you, throw you it in your face. You can't be annoyed about that. No, that's right. I'm not annoyed. I'm not James annoyed. is a big ice cream. Boy. I can have ice cream. I just had to deal I, with that for a second. Yeah. But like, but I'm okay now. It's not huge for me. Ice cream. Yeah, ice yeah. cream's not that big for me in general. Yeah. I, I slightly surprised myself with this dessert because I would. I'm a cheese head, mm. but I feel like can I just have cheese after dessert like they yeah. do in some? Countries? I love that you can. You're keeping everyone happy there because I'm yeah. a, I'm a cheese head. But when people pick just a cheese board instead of dessert, he loses Freaks his mind. Yeah. You lose my mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I will flip out. Look, I'm very happy to have a little bit of ice cream. I don't want to upset anyone. No, and, no, no, no. Have, have um, whatever you want. In fact, I think I do want ice cream with it oh. over custard. My wife's one of those people who'd be like cream, ice cream, custard all at yeah. the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Fair enough. But if we can have enough time, if we can just sit and chill for a while, just you know, drinking wine for an hour after dessert, then yeah, bring out cheese. Yeah, yeah. Any particular cheeses on the on the board? Well, hold on, you're moving on to this already. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're going to deconstruct We've got crumble. I'm excited about the cheese. You know what we're doing here. You know that I've got a chance to talk about a proper dessert. You're, you're moving it right onto a cheese board. You're fucking. Just wanky. saying, you know, we've had the mac and cheese, so that's a little shout out oh, to what yeah, cheeses yeah, might, be the, might be on the might be on the board. I didn't. Well, yeah, it's already I've about three so cheeses. It's good. So that's just like a suggestion. Yeah. That's just a whisper of what's to come. Yeah, that's right. It's preemptive. Mm, a whisper. Yeah. Well, let's keep it as a whisper. Yeah, you'd have that as a dessert, wouldn't you? I would love it. Can we? I had a can whisper we just, Easter egg yesterday. Can we just take a couple of steps back? Yes, and let's really dive into this apricot. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Fair enough. Now, is this like a homemade thing? Have you had it before when someone's done a homemade one that's delicious? Ed can make it. I'm oh, yeah. Not, not if it's mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, is there one you've had in life that's like, yeah, that's the best uh, apricot crumble? I don't think so. I mean, I have to admit, I have gone with apricot, but apple and rhubarb crumble. It's good. I mean, yeah. it's the crumble. Mm-hmm. It's the meeting of the sweet stewed mm-hmm. fruit and the crumble. 
and a little bit of ice cream, if you will. Yes. So I don't really mind, but uh, I, I don't do know. Like my mum, like my mum used to make a, a, an apricot crumble. You know, mixed success. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's no culinary genius, but she had a lot of heart. You know. Uh-huh. Now it's about it's about it being cooked at a high enough temperature that it's a little bit burnt on the top. I think. Which is a running thing. Yeah, we've had that. Yeah, a little bit with the cheese. Yeah. yeah, and also your, your steak. I didn't get back to you about flame grill. I don't. Yes. it just needs. I don't, I don't think it should be flame grill, but I do. Th- I'm very happy if it's quite. It's been quite char, cooked quite char. cooked quite hot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I don't like it blue. The steak. So we're going back to the steak mm, here, no, but yeah. it can be almost sort of burnt on the outside as yeah. long as as long as uh, it's medium rare on the inside. So is this just a thing that you like in general? If it's like a bit. If you, if you see if you're looking at a menu. And you see the word burnt because sometimes yeah. you get that on a thing. Are you yeah. thinking, I'm going to try that, I'm going to get that? Yeah, uh, and even we we even had the word caramelised yeah. earlier, which tends to be about really getting it there. So let's quickly cover this cheese ball because I mean, not that I like to hear about it, but for Ed. Oh, look, I got I got nothing particular, especially if you've had a meal, even if you've got a tube out the side of your side. Um, it's, it's a lot to think about cheese, having thought about that crumble and that steak and that mac and cheese and stuff. But I guess... Something soft, yeah. Yep. Something hard, something blue. Nice, <laughs> you know? classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just it's just there to pick at. If you yeah, want. yeah, yeah. And some, you know, some crackers. And you don't don't make a big meal of the crackers. I can just be like water crackers or whatever, like yeah. table crackers. They don't have to be like infused with fig or fucking yeah. truffle. Or some <laughs> shit. You know, like um, some grapes, I suppose. But oh, it's, yeah, cheese. And uh, and you're probably keeping the wine going for this point. Oh yeah, yeah. You just stay on it, really. I have back at back around apricot crumble time. You, I, I don't mind a sticky, mm-hmm. sticky, sticky wine, sticky, a sticky wine, sticky. Yeah, wine. what they call dessert wine over oh, here. We call wine. it oh, sticky. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Don't mind a sticky, I said, and these boys just went, no, yeah, it's a sticky. I, I didn't think that was the end of the sentence. Yeah, right. Sticky, yeah. Stuck them all over under Lord on that <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't mind a sticky wine, like okay. a sweet Riesling or whatever, oh, with yeah. dessert. Mm. We'll get but we'll also with cheese, Riesling. like so, you have your sweet dessert, and then you bring out the cheese, which is obviously not sweet, which is yeah. what James is so hateful about <laughs> yeah. it. Um, but then you have a sweet something, something a bit um, fortified or desserty. In your in your alcohol intake takes you back into the sweet realm. Yeah, saves the day. And yeah. then you have a beer. Really? See, I couldn't do that. That's that's where I've parted ways with you. There. Yeah, I'm it's, too full. It's very rare, but we're not full, right? So yeah. we have to understand we're not full. Yeah. I like a cleansing ale, mm. but I don't want it to be an ale. I want it to be a lager. But there is, it's like to bookend both this podcast and our meal, mm. sparkling. And then a, a cleansing lager at the end to just mm. take all the stickiness and all the the grapiness out of your mouth, and then you just go dancing and do some ice. Is that <laughs> is that all going through the pipe as well, or are you no, sewing yourself to the back liver. up? <laughs> yeah, sew yourself back up for the for the beer, beer. at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit sad that you're not getting drunk with that pipe, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think I, I think the pipe is a metaphor. The pipes are metaphor. The pipes are metaphor for not getting full. I don't. Yes. Yeah. Just for listeners at home, I don't think you should do the pipe. No. The no. pipes are metaphor. Please, mm. no one do the pipe. No. <laughs> that will. That will. I mean, that will guaranteed be the end of this podcast. Yeah. If, if someone, someone does the pipe, listen, listens to this yeah. and then does the pipe. Yeah. And then there's a new story about it about how yeah. someone did the pipe because they, they listened yeah. to it off menu. Yeah. We're done. As yeah. a podcast. We're done for. Yeah. So if it's the new ice bucket challenge, we're in trouble here. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Please don't do the pipe. But they're raising money. If they're getting the pipe yeah. and raising money. Yeah, and then nominating their friends to do the pipe. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, but it's only a matter of time before we get nominated then. Yeah. And then well, we got we to decide to do it. if we want to do the charity, you know, give, give to a charity or not. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just make you back to you now, see how you feel about it. Sparkling water. Then you would like a warm baguette. Starter, chicken liver pate with caramelised onion jam and more baguette. <laughs> Main course. You would like a quite rare fillet steak with uh, tender stem broccoli and Brussels sprouts with bacon. Side dish, mac and cheese, a little bit burnt on the top. Actually, everything so far should have been a little bit burnt on the top. <laughs> Uh, drink Sparkling a heavy, water. dry earth Australian red wine, the one that makes the feeling go away. <laughs> <laughs> a dessert you would like apricot crumble, a little bit burnt on the top, with ice cream. And then after that, a cheese board with sticky wine. And after that, a beer to cleanse it all again. How's and that feel? Ice and dancing. And then, uh, yeah, oh, sorry. And then some ice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lovely menu. That's a good night out. I think it's fine. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go do it. Yeah. You should absolutely do that. You could. That's very realisable. That menu as well, mm. apart from the pipe. Yeah, the pipe is not. Yeah, because <laughs> anyway, that was your brain trying to make things realistic. That that. But pipe actually, is not... the pipe is unnecessary, and to be clear to listeners, Don't inadvisable. Um, yes. but it's unnecessary as long as you do it slowly. I'm mean, like a like mm. any good degustation. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, if you start at five mm. and finish at eleven, that's all yeah. fine. And also, all it's not like. You've not completely gone mad. Like, that's a... Totally, yeah. and, your, and your main's not huge. I yeah. mean, your, yeah. your fillet can be, you know, 120 grams. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think... I don't think you need to do the pipe, too. <laughs> appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thank, you very, you. thank you very much for coming to the Dream Restaurant, Tim. Yeah, it's really nice, and I love the decor. Thank you, Tim. Well, there we are. What a menu. Delicious. Delicious. Well done, Tim. And thank you for coming in, Tim Minchin. Thank you for not saying chocolate cake as well. Yes. I thought that was possible. Yeah, I thought it was possible. And we did mention to him after the recording yeah. that his secret ingredient was chocolate cake. He was like, no way I would have picked that. Yeah. Don't so, like anything like that. Doesn't like chocolate cake. Thinks it's, I mean, which is like, you know, well done for, you know, being a writer musical that so jubilantly celebrates chocolate cake, even though you yourself hate it, Tim. But Dahl, Dahl did a lot of the work there, right? With the chocolate, I don't cake. think someone eats Dahl in the musical. <laughs> but maybe, t- maybe Tim was like, oh, "I want to change it from chocolate cake because I don't like chocolate cake." And then there was there would have been an uproar. That would have been people would yeah. have kicked off. People would have gone there and Bog Trotter was eating a flan or something. Yeah, no, or Dahl, or Dahl, big pot of Dahl, big pot. Very of... different story if Bog Trotter's munching on a big pot of Dahl. <laughs> yeah, then everyone would be very confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the message in here? Yeah. What's he saying about Bog Dahl? The Bog Trotter's now eating the Dahl as, yeah. as one massive thing. Yeah, well. I'd watch it. I guess this is why we don't write musicals. Yes, absolutely. And One Tim of many, does. many reasons. But Tim Minchin does write musicals and he's very, very good at it. Uh, he has co-written Groundhog Day, which is coming back to London. It is on from now until August the 12th at the Old Vic in London. I'm going to go and see it. I'm going to go and see it. Benito's going to be it's already been. But he, yeah, that's the beauty of Groundhog Day. Yeah. Go and see it again. Go see it again. Um, for the listener, I've never seen James look prouder with something he said ever. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's pretty good, isn't it, what I just said? Yeah, but needs to writing it down to edit it out. Yeah, yeah fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. We will see you again sometime soon. Bye-bye. Keep on snacking. Oh, lovely. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour Miracle Grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.